and let's go racing here at Knoxville. Only the best go three of It is showtime at Williams Grove Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here at Eldora Speedway, it's showtime! to sit back, relax, and enjoy, because ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime! Set to do battle for 30 laps, the green flag is waving. Hello again, it is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we are so glad that you have joined us. Steve Post here alongside my cohort, my co-host, cohort, all of the above. Oh. <laughs> Aaron Everham, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Fantastic. Doing really, really good. We're at, I mean, just everything's good. Everything is good. Uh, Ashley and I, we chatted over the last couple of days, and April showers are over. April yeah. showers bring May sprint car racing. That's the that's what the, that's what that old nursery yeah, rhyme yeah. whatever it so said. That's what I learned. April showers bring May sprint car racing. Yep. So that's what we're gonna do. So that's what we're going with. Um, really, really cool, fun stuff. All right. Before we get into it, okay. Um, last week's show. Uh, was an abbreviated recorded early show because I was jumping on a bird and headed to the high limits race. And uh, boy, I'm telling you what, um, there is, you know this as well as I do, there is nothing better than being in the sprint car pits. No. And just really wandering not. around and meeting, catching up with people. You know, I had a great bench racing session with Terry McCarl. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, exactly. I didn't and it's get like, any text. You didn't fill well, me in. No, I was well, no, it was probably talking. inappropriate yes, exactly. anyway. Yeah, I didn't want, I didn't want. <laughs> Somebody to catch my text messages in the cyber world. Now, um, you know, I mean, it, it was just you know, talking about his boys racing and he just and, and you know, just all along, every stop, great, great visits. Just really, really cool. Um, it's just it's just it's so neat. It's it's great. We live remotely here. And, and I know a lot of you fans are in the same boat. You know, those of you in central Pennsylvania, again. Uh, appreciate what you have because you can go to sprint car races all the time. There's a lot of us in other parts of the country where we don't get a chance to go. Uh, and, and this is not whining. This is just stating it that man to get there at the sprint car race was so good. Yeah. Um, and there's other parts of the country where the world of outlaws or all-stars come through town once or twice a year. And that's what you get, you know, and just, just those of you in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Knoxville, California, just get out there and appreciate it. Cause those of us who don't get a chance to do it that often, man, I'm telling you what, I could have, I could have spent another hour pre-race. And then my, my protocol is once they start putting engine or heating the motors, yeah, I generally will go to the stands. Um, I just, I just, I don't have business down there. One less body down there. Yeah. There are a lot of other people who seem to feel that that's when they're supposed to be there. Yeah. I'm one of those that's like once they, and I'm the same way with NASCAR, unless I'm doing a practice show, once yeah. they start practicing, I'm out. Yeah, um, well, you know, the teams in the drive, they all, this, this, their game faces are and I'm not gonna, And I'm not going to talk to people, you know, in between the, I mean, it's just so, but it was just so cool, but I could have gone another hour. So you, you got people you know, and people you do know, and then I run into people that you know, okay? <laughs> Eric Wilcox. Yeah. You know, Eric, you, you guys yes. are really tight going back. Well, yeah, I actually, my my dad's best friend was his father, Earl Wilcox. Um, okay. Quarter midgets, we raced together. And actually, his father passed away in the late 90s, and so did my father. They oh, wow. Within okay, two yeah. years of each other. Um, so after his father passed away, Eric actually fielded a quarter midget for me to race another season. Yep. And he took care of it. And at the time, he was in his early 20s. So it was really, 
really neat. And our my our moms still stay. They just went on a cruise they went together. On a cruise together, yeah. Yep, he was talking about uh, that. They're very close. So, so I've known Eric a long time. He actually messaged me this morning to see if I was going to Knoxville, which unfortunately I think this. Yeah, uh, I don't think we're going to Knoxville. Well, There's... I don't think so for that. But I also think we have some, you know, pony nationals. Are that oh way. well, exactly. <laughs> so anyhow, um, so anyhow, he is working um, somehow involved with the engine program, and I, he, you know, it's like he's good he, friends he, good with good the Randalls. Yeah, with the Randalls. Okay. So he goes and he the gets, littlest chicken. What's his nickname? Right, the we, little chicken. There, yeah, yeah. The, the the Bush's chicken car. Yeah. Okay. So they give me a shirt, and then he says, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" Get one for Aaron. So oh, look at this, look at Aaron. That. I got swag. You got swag. We got matching shirts. Look at that. Oh my gosh, the Chase Randall shirt. So, Very much appreciated. Yeah. yeah. What, they, what do they call him? Chicken wing. There was a nickname for Chase. Yeah. Oh gosh, what is it? Yeah. Well, and then see, he Chase, had a really good run going. Yeah, he did. Oh man, he was rolling. Yeah, I have a hunch that he's one of these kids we're going to need to keep an eye on. I appreciate the shirts. We really yes, do, Eric. Thank it's you, Eric. really, really cool. Um, I have a hunch he's one of these kids we need to keep an eye on. Now, remember, and I'm talking to him, and I'm like, oh, I remember Chase Randall. Chase Randall at 34 Raceway earlier this year was the one that got together with Baylog. Mm, yes. And Had won the, the race. Victory Lane visit. Victory Lane and Baylog visit him in Victory Lane. And then they found the car light. And Oh, I hope uh, Eric was there that night because Eric's a pretty tough guy. He played rugby. He oh, yeah. Him. So uh, yeah. Um, that's where it was like Chase Randall got a chance to meet Chase. <laughs> uh, what a good young man. Yeah, um, good family. We're in, we're, this is, it's, and that's why I like being in the pit area because you just get a chance to meet these people, yeah. put the driver's personality with the, um, with, with, who they are and that sort of thing. Um, you know, had a great visit with Brock Zierfoss. Yeah. And it uh, was like, because when he rolled in there, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Because conventional wisdom of World of Outlaw drivers are they're going to run the $250,000 to win races, Lakeside and Lernerville, plus the two nights of, of uh, Eldora, the million, the yeah. prelim night and the million. That's the conventional wisdom and talking to most of the teams. So we're sitting here, okay, and... In comes Zierfoss. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Brock did not run Lakeside. Ah. He had something he wanted to try. And so it was a high paying test session, which nice. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. I like that. And that's right. Really, he's doing great. He's, uh, he's just, I, I love chat. I just love being in the pit area and um, so cool. So, so much fun. But yeah, lots of excitement, lots of, uh, lots of stuff. And then, and then, uh, and we'll get into our Hefter Racing product hot topics. This is kind of old news. Um, Anthony Macri, okay. Now he's got Joe Mooney, crew chief in the mm -hmm. car. Um, Anthony picked up the win. I saw something out of Anthony Macri that I never dreamed I would see. And if we see it more often, batten down the hatches. <laughs> he was on the inside, <laughs> feather footing. Yeah. Toe, gas brake, gas brake, gas brake. Look at you brake. knowing that. I'm oh, so proud well, I've of talked, you. I've talked to Brad Sweet about this, so, and I know Brad does it. Brad does it. <laughs> I mean, from Brad, all that experience. Yeah, all that experience I have, yeah. yeah. Now, Brad Sweet's the one that's taught me all of this stuff, because <laughs> when you talk to the big cat, you learn stuff, you know? So um, I'm watching, and I'm like, young man, who are you, and what have you done with Anthony Macri? Because your right rear is not halfway up the wall Knocking at Port wall, Royal. Yeah. Um, and there is nobody that puts him up on the dash better than Anthony Macri. Okay. True story. If this young man gets his good feather footing on the bottom, as he does putting him on the dash, the 22 win season he had last year is going to be small yeah. potatoes compared to where beer. he's going. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think. I think. I, I think. I think. First off, he had a good car, which that's the Joe Mooney effect yeah. because uh, he had never seen the place before. Uh, Anthony had never yeah. seen the place before, but the driving is all Macri and. 
man, he was good on the inside. Yeah. He was very. turning that car around the bottom, and I'm like, you're just waiting for him. You see that 39 car going down the chute, and you just say, watch this. He's going to the cushion. And he would dive down in, and then it'd be slow, and, and boy, he'd be gaining on people. I'm yeah. telling you, Macri figures this out. Macri figures going slow out. He's figured out going fast. Yeah, he does. He's mastered going fast. Um, he figures out going slow, going through the middle, going through the bottom. Woo, man. I'm telling you what, and 34 Raceway, first time there, $23,023. Yeah, not he a bad day. check out of there. So uh, going to be fun to watch the continued development of Anthony Macri. That's the story I come out of out of the high limits last week. And I know it's a week ago, and we don't spend a lot of time talking about it. But I just think um, I, I just saw something out of him that I just think is a, another part of his yep. skill set that's going to be really, really good. Let's, let's get into the, the Hefter Racing product hot topics. Uh, this past weekend, World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, Friday night Tri-City Speedway just outside of St. Louis. It was David Gravel, his first win since Volusia. Um, boy, it's been hot or cold for Gravel. Yeah. It was hot or cold this weekend. Yeah, this Gravel. weekend was a perfect yeah. example. Um, he won over Parker Price, Miller, Logan Schuhart. Saturday night's race at Hobstadt. Now, I was at a local race here, got done, um, literally, literally pulled in the driveway. What I do, and I, and I, and, and I figured this out, I... I used to be a distracted driver. I am no longer a distracted driver. But I do have my phone so I can plug it into the car. So I was going old school. It was dirt vision, but and I and I set the phone aside. So yeah. it was so it's audio only. Like it used to be all the time. Yeah. It used to be audio only is all you had. For yeah, dirt vision. Back in my day. Back, right, exactly. Back <laughs> in the old day when all the old veterans were all racing, all the old folks were racing. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I intentionally set the phone down. And literally pulling in the driveway, and Johnny Gibson's like, you wanted the best, you got him. I said, man, I timed this perfectly. So I got home to watch that race at Hobstock. Okay, so the first five or six laps, Carson Macedo gets the lead. It's like, he's going to ruin another one. With all respect, Carson Macedo. He can ruin a race. He's that good. Yeah. And that team is that good. So I'm like, he's going to ruin. Well, I was so wrong. Because here comes Sheldon. Okay, and Sheldon, and of course you have Tyler Cordy going from the yeah. back to the front. That back was a spectacular run. Um, and then the last 10 laps of that thing, Brady Bacon is like, where did you come, where are you going? So, oh, bye-bye. That's where you're going. That's where you're going. Uh, we're going to talk to Brady in a little bit. Victory Lane, career first World of Outlaw win, Saturday at Hobstadt. Um, took the lead from Sheldon with three laps to go. 65th career World of Outlaw start, and he becomes the 150th driver. Man. Gosh, that was a great it race was. on Saturday night. There, there was a lot happened in that 35 laps Well, it's laps such a tight track, and it's oh. like so heavy. It's fast, and oh, it's elbows up, and there's there lap traffic everywhere. Yeah, there were lap traffic all the it time. It was great. It and, was, I, it, and I got to give Johnny G a shout-out, but Johnny, Johnny Gibson, Gibson on the call oh when Brady gosh. took the, the yeah. lead. Was, I mean, Johnny, Johnny Gibson is just so good at what he, he really does. Is. I mean, it's just the whole thing. It, it was just spectacular. Um, you know. And uh, so, so Brady Bacon is one of our guests this week. We're also going to talk to Daryl Ruggles. If you did, you know Daryl at all? I believe so. You well, probably years do. Ago, long yeah, years ago, yeah. Daryl is a guy that's from Canandaigua, New York, and has yep. raced there in everything from street stocks to big block modifieds, three hundred five sprint cars. He has overcome a major, major life challenge and is getting ready to go back to racing. We're going to talk to Daryl Ruggles as well on the show. Other winners this past weekend, Nark King of the West. It was Dominic Selzy over Corey Day. Corey Day this year on the um, King of the West, two first, two seconds. 
Not bad when your average finish is 1.5. <laughs> uh, but Dominic Selzy said, I'm going to take this one. You finish second. This is one of those weeks you finish second. What did Dominic say? Was it his 30th career in Arquin? Uh, he posted I think so. Something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I 30th. It, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, St. Francis County, Kyle Bellum was just one of those great 360 to graduate 410 drivers. And how about this? The ASCS Elite North, Phillips County, Colorado, still winning second time this year, Sammy Swindell. I saw that. And did I see he's going to be at Kokomo tomorrow? I think he's I saw that. He's going to be at Kokomo yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Batting down the hatches. They'll be losing their minds at Kokomo. So fun stuff, that's for sure. And speaking of fun stuff, and I may not know about this. I mean, it, you made it sound like you did today. Well, I was no, impressed. Because, like I said, I, I'll never forget the like, years ago when Brad Sweet talked yeah. about that with Knoxville. And I've always, and then my hands are always. And it's exactly, I mean, it's. Yeah, it's and that's, that's it. I mean, now, that's why? I meant. You kind of look like you knew what you are talking I, about. I, exactly. If those of you listening, I'm moving my hands up and down, okay? Like this, break gas, break gas, break gas. Those <laughs> well, of you watching it's not this, just like that well, when you're no, doing exactly. But, no, know. but I mean, it's like I know what I'm doing. Now, while I don't know the first thing about driving a sprint car, I do know about the mules at Hefner Racing Products because it's the absolute number one pit utility vehicle in sprint car racing. Midget racing is a custom mule conversion from HRP. It starts with a solid platform, dependable, good-looking Kawasaki <laughs> mule. And, Aaron, it's customized and built to customer specifications. It sure is. There's options like generator, air compressor, shock and radius rod racks, amazing toolboxes and drawers, LED lighting, walk-on roofs, and more. HRP mule conversions perform, outlast, and maintain their value better than any other utility vehicle. www.hrpracing.com, hrpracing.com. One of the other things that we learned about them, too, is there's plenty of headspace in it. So that if you feel like you need to wear a Hans device. <laughs> and a helmet. And a helmet, which somebody did. <laughs> While someone else is driving, uh, you can do that as well. And I was glad I had that on. You had that on, exactly. HRPRacing.com. Stay with us. When we come back, Brady Bacon joins the show. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing, August 31st, September 1st and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing only magazine in the world. Featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and 100% racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport. And great one-on-one -on -one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire Magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers. Or get your subscription today at DirtEmpireMagazine.com. You know, there are times when I just feel like the biggest idiot on the planet, and we just had one of those, okay? So we've dialed up Brady Bacon, okay? He's on our Sage Fruit Hotline. And I, I'm like, all I could say is, man, dude, that was great. That was awesome. I'm so excited, so excited. And it's like, I didn't even, I was sitting on my couch in Concord. But you North were Carolina. doing this. like no, I wasn't were. doing the foot-to-foot, -foot, the <laughs> gas and brake thing. Now, I don't know what Brady was doing other than going like crazy. And picked up the win. Career first World of Outlaw win. I thought it was spectacular, but it, it didn't even matter. He joins us on the hotline. Brady Baker joins us. Hello, Brady. How are you? 
Good. How are you guys? Sorry, I'm just so fired up about that win because <laughs> you you just I mean, dude, I, I you know, we we know we've, we we have found ways to talk to you when you flipped a silver crown card with no wing at all. I was just glad because we can actually call you and talk about a wing nation and a world of outlaw win. Congratulations. It has got to feel really good for you to get that uh, get that first career world of outlaw win. Yeah, it does. We've actually been close several times um, for as little as we race, and um, especially at Hobstot. So I was uh, glad to finally get the job done. Brady, talk about as you, you I think you were sixth or so, made your way to the front, um, but you got behind Sheldon. You saw some lap traffic, and in your victory lane interview, you said something like, you know, you found that more than 100%. When you're in that moment and you can taste victory, how is it possible as a driver to, to find a little bit more? Um, I don't know if it's just adrenaline or uh, or what, but um, maybe willing to take some extra risks. Um, but I knew that he was going to catch lap traffic, and then we were going to be potentially quite a bit faster than him for a couple laps, so we had time to catch him. Um, you obviously don't know how many exactly laps are left, but uh, I knew it was winding down pretty quick. And once I got by uh, Macedo, um, I felt like we had a really good car, and I felt like if I got to Sheldon, especially in traffic, um, I would have a shot to get him. So uh, I did all I could to make make it happen, make sure I got there before the race was over. How important is it, your your car, the way you maneuvered through the lap traffic coming down to three and four and got to the inside of Sheldon there, um, how important is it when you have that moment to be aggressive and seize that moment as a race car driver? Uh, very important, especially um, every year it gets tougher and tougher and everyone gets more aggressive. Um, so you got to capitalize on any opportunity that they give you. And sometimes people make opportunities that they're not given. So um, I don't uh, typically try to race that way, but it has become kind of part of racing now. And you got to you gotta definitely capitalize and, and, and pounce on any chance you get. Brady, what is it about Hobstead that suits you so well? Two, two runner-up finishes with the World of Outlaws in the past and, and then the big win this, this past weekend. What is it that, that just works for you there? Uh, it's just a lot different from anything else the Outlaws run. Super tight corners. Um, the dirt doesn't have a lot of grip. Um, it takes away a lot of the air and the aero stuff that um, they kind of play to their advantage most of the time and kind of gets back to, like, the mechanical Mm-hmm. grip of the car which is what we work on um all the time in non-wing sprint cars so it plays into most non-wing guys hands it takes the air out um you know we're not sitting on our bump stop all the way around you're just kind of driving the car um it kind of makes our non-wing cars are kind of difficult to drive around there and you put the wing on and you feel like kind of like superman because <laughs> you drive them actually similar but um the wing definitely helps a lot at hop stop Man, oh man, that is that is that's fascinating. What's uh, what's the reaction, Ben? Um, if you you know you, I'm, I'm sure you've got some text messages. What's the reaction, Ben Brady? Um, I think everyone, you know, I've been around the sport for a long time, and um, the people that have been involved kind of know that that place owed me, you know, <laughs> owed me a win, and yeah. I'm always fast there. So um, I got a lot of congratulations, Brad. You know, I we were actually roommates in 2008. Um, when we raced for Casey Kane. So he, you know, pulled up beside me, fist bump. Um, so I think everyone was excited. Obviously, I was excited. But, um, you know, we worked really hard. We got, you know, Matt Hummel has been on the Outlaw Tour um, in the past, and he, he's working on the car and has been with me for the last, you know, seven or eight years. And uh, DJ 
my uh, main crew guy here has been, this is just sixth year. So we've been trying hard and everyone knows we've been trying hard and we finally got it done. And a lot of congratulations from a lot of people. Brady, you said this was a check off the bucket list, something you really wanted to do. Where does this win stack up with the, the list of accomplishments that you have? I mean, obviously you've had a very successful career, but where does this World of Outlaw win stack up against it? Uh, it's definitely very close to the top of the list. Um, you know, I've won a lot of cool races, and um, but the World of Outlaw win is definitely, it's kind of the pinnacle of the sport, the series, and um, growing up, wing sprint cars were like what I grew up around in Oklahoma and always watching the outlaws when they came to town. That was kind of before it became popular to want to be a NASCAR driver. Um, everybody wanted to be a world of outlaws sprint car driver. So to get that win and then uh, kind of get on the elite list of people that have won in all the series that I've won is, is pretty cool. Pretty cool indeed. 150 drivers. You were the 150th driver to win a World of Outlaw race. Brady, your your winged program, I know you've dabbled in it for the last couple of years. Uh, more of the same this year? Do you have more races lined up? What does your winged program look like for this year? Yeah, we're definitely, we have put put some stuff together to run uh, a lot more, about double our schedule from the past couple of years. Um, we've already, that was already our sixth race of the year. And typically um, we wouldn't have raced any at all yet at this point of the year. So we're going to try for about 35 races um, with the schedule kind of changed last weekend with Texas. We, or I think we're going to try to run all the high limit races now. Um, and uh, Knoxville, Kings Royal, the million, um, as many as we can. And then kind of at the end of the year, September, October, we kind of will see where we stack up and decide whether we want to go to, you know, like uh, Tuscarora 50 and things like that. So. Um, we're, we're really pleased with the progress we've made so far. I think the new tires kind of put a reset on everything and gave us kind of a fighting chance to, to get back um, in contention and been working hard and getting better every time we hit the track. And obviously this win will hopefully help uh, boost that. And we got another good track coming up uh, tomorrow at Kokomo. Brady, you've run wing cars on and off throughout your career. How does how does this uh, or how do you make the decision to do what you're doing this year? Is it opportunity or is it is it what you you wanted to kind of go non wing racing or is it more about like I said the opportunities that have presented themselves to you? Uh, it's uh, yeah, opportunity is what makes sense. I mean, yeah. non wing racing's kind of become our bread and butter, um, but there's just not um, as much of it. It's it's hard to make a really good living just racing non wing sprint cars because outside of the USAC um, Sprint Car Series, which um, has been, you know, increasing their purse and point fund and, and incentive package a lot the last few years. There's only, by the, with rainouts and stuff, you're only going to get 40 races in. Well, that's not quite enough to support a whole team. Mm-hmm. So um, we've been able to, you know, have some good people come on board and kind of expand their role in the team and help us to kind of jumpstart our wing program back and uh, get to where we can run that whenever we have you know, an off night or off weekend with USAC. Yeah, you you just mentioned that the, the way the schedule followed the high limits. That probably, though, had to factor in. I mean, we, we've talked to so many sprint car drivers. Tuesday, Wednesday, twenty three dollars or $50,000 to win. That has to be a factor as well when you look at this. And prior to the schedule change where you're going to be able to run all of them, that had to factor into a, to a number of the races you had planned. Is that accurate? Yeah, and it's not, not necessarily just the high limit series either. I mean, um, you got a million dollar to win a race. <laughs> yeah. These races are paying two hundred and fifty thousand, one hundred fifty thousand. I mean, obviously, it'd be pretty miraculous for us to win one of those races. But those races still pay twenty five hundred, fifteen thousand to start the Knoxville Nationals. I think this year, um, 
So the more, and to be competitive at those races, you have to race. So that definitely factored in. Um, but yeah, those, um, 11 races that are going to be free on a schedule, um, obviously give us a lot more opportunities to race for good money. And those tracks, um, are more to our liking, you know, usually they're shorter tracks and stuff that, um, kind of give us a little bit better chance than the, the half mile stuff that the outlaws are so comfortable on. Mm, yeah, that makes total yeah. sense. All right, final question for you. Has CCN already got the T-shirt designed? Is that the the, the T-shirt already designed? Everything good now? You guys, you guys moving? moving? A, I don't think it's designed completely, but it's definitely in the work. Wow, so, <laughs> I would uh, be shocked. We'll have something to post here by the end of the week. Okay, yeah, I would be shocked if you didn't have something in the works. Okay, and that would have been the breaking news of forever because Brady Bacon and CCN sell T-shirts. That's for sure, and you guys do a great job with it. And I, I respect what you guys do with that so much, and and of course the driving as well. Uh, that's. <laughs> Obviously going pretty good as well. So Brady, we really appreciate your time today. We wish you the best at Kokomo. What's the what's the weekend plan for you? I, I haven't looked at the USAC schedule. What's your weekend plan look like? Uh it's a really busy weekend. So USAC is at Eldora with the oh, that's right. so we'll be oh, yeah. on both divisions, both nights. Um at Eldora. Obviously tomorrow's Kokomo high limit race and then uh we gotta scoot down to Terre Haute on Sunday for the um Silver Crown race, so a pretty pretty packed weekend wow. here, and then uh, <laughs> the following week's kind of normal, and then we're pretty much um, insanity for the next three months after that. Yeah, insanity, the insanity we all love, that's for sure. Thanks for the time. Congratulations, Brady. We were so pumped up to see you get that win. Congratulations. Thank you. You got it. Brady Bacon joining us here on the Sage Fruit Outline. Man, that is a freaking race car driver right there. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, man. I'm telling well, you. how many races is he going to have this week? High limits, double duty at Eldora, two, two nights. Two, four, five, six races yeah. this weekend. Yeah, Silver Crown at Terre Haute. Uh, Silver Crown State yeah. Terre Haute? Silver Crown at Terre Haute. Six races. Man, oh, man. Gosh. Oh, bonkers. Love it. Absolutely love it. Always appreciate Brady. And he's just one of the kindest people mm-hmm. on the planet. The too. whole family. The whole family. Well, he gets it honest. His dad, his grandfather, yep. the whole family. It's just a generational thing where it's what they do. They're They're good people and great racers, and man, I love seeing the success, that's for sure. And I'm glad he's running a lot more wing cars this year. Yeah, me too. Oh, 35 race schedule. Ooh, (laughs) see how many times he can park it on the front stretch. Hey, stay with us. That is a great driver, Brady Bacon. We have got a great story, another great driver, Daryl Ruggles. He joins us next on the Sage Fruit Hotline. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Johnny Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put 
Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway, featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Aaron Evernham and Steve Poston. Aaron, my history, you know my history, goes back to Big Block Modifieds, Northeast, um, and the the name Ruggles has been around racing yep. for a long, long time. And then a couple of years ago, I was doing a Carolina Sprint Tour weekend over at Fayetteville, and in comes Daryl Ruggles and his daughter, Alicia Bay. Yeah. And we just had a great weekend out there of of fellowship friendship it became and everything else and and uh and i just he's a racer that's all he is he's he's a he's a racer that's the highest compliment here on wing nation we <laughs> give people and that's what he is and he joins us because there's quite a story here and we'll get into that he joins us on the sage fruit hotline hello daryl how are you good how are you guys we are doing well we are doing well daryl before we get into the last six months of your life i, I just want to kind of establish when did you start racing how did it all begin for you well, started back in 84. I was just graduating from high school. I worked on families' cars. I did all their body work and stuff on the cars, and they ran street stocks at, you know, Land of Legends. It was Canandaigua Speedway at that time, but I worked on their cars. I did all the body work on them, on my brother, my brother-in-law's car, and my other brother's car, and I just kind of says, man, I want to try this myself, and uh, a guy got me a old Camaro six-cylinder. We converted it, put a roll cage in it, went out there and started racing with a six-cylinder. Did very well with a six-cylinder with the V8s. And uh, we ended up stepping up, and I don't think we've slowed down. We just keep on moving and moving. We've gone through all the classes, and now we're in the sprint cars, and uh, we just absolutely love it. Daryl, I'm sure our past crossed back in my uh, ESS days, Empire Super Sprints days. But some of the, the research I did before we did this interview with you, you know, he's talked about your passion for motorsports and just hearing you talk about your background and how you got started. Talk about how important, you know, the racing in that community is to your life. Well, that's all I know. Um, other than working, you know, doing the body work and stuff. But that's all I've ever done, raced. And uh, just the people, you know, the fans um the family the friends that you gather along the way you know of course when you race you have some enemies along the way too but that's part of racing but the passion of racing has just been phenomenal yeah really has daryl your 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 stepping stone along the way you talked about the the street stocks you moved 358 modifieds big block modifieds and now you've settled in and you've ran some 360 sprint cars but you found a really good home with 305 sprints there's a there's a tour up there the capital region sprint association uh land of legends raceway and canadagua runs a weekly division you've even traveled like i said down to north carolina what's there been about sprint cars and 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 finding your home right now in this in this 305 class where you're at as well i mean i definitely would love to do more of the 360 stuff but it's just so convenient to run you know only five minutes from the house at a track that you grew up with and you love uh, land of legends it's just such an awesome track there's such great people such great fans uh the owner paul cole has given us a great racetrack um they promote us well now this year we can watch it you know on the dirt vision every weekend along with the land of legends tv so it gets there's a lot of people that you know that are fans that can't go every week so they can watch it just it's just so awesome to be able to go you know a couple minutes from home 
to go race, and then you go back to your local establishments to support them, you know, after the races, and, uh, you know, all your sponsors and your family and your friends, you know, your great, you know, your my great help working on the car, you know, they can make every race. So it just, it makes it so convenient. And it's so fun to run Canandaigua Land of Legends. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And, you know, sprint car racing, local establishments, afterward, the crew, the family, the friends, there's so much about it. Daryl, I want to get into about the last six months of your life. Um, in fact, ironically, it was on your birthday. You were working in your auto body shop. What happened? Well, me and my wife planned a weekend away for the birthday, and I was in a hurry at the body shop, and it was my own fault. Had to get some stuff sandblasted. My sandblaster that I had for years wasn't working, so we went and purchased another one. And unfamiliar with it, and I released. I thought I released the air out of it, and apparently I didn't. So I unscrewed it to fill the sandblaster back up to continue what I was doing, so that I can finish my day. And uh, the cap that holds the pressure in the sandblaster, which is a steel cap about three inches around, I was unscrewing it, and 150 pounds of pressure. It blew that off and just it just hit me right dead smack in the eye and uh, sent me for a loop. And uh, the rest of it was many days in the hospital with a crushed skull and a uh, complete fractured eye. So this has left you then with a prosthetic eye. You you do not have an eye on the right side. At, 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 I, we're not even back to racing yet. You you were in quite the battle with the crushed skull and everything, just 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 for survival and trying to get back to maintain a normal life. Yeah, we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, the doctor was pretty concerned about the crushed skull at first. Uh, we laid there for quite some quite a few days. It was eleven or twelve days because they couldn't do anything. They were concerned about the, you know, the crushed skull. So uh, they kept a close eye on that. And then after like day 11 or day 12, they felt that it was safe enough to go in and operate on the eye. And we kind of knew what the outcome was going in. We knew that they weren't going to be able to save it because they've looked at it, you know, for every day until then. Um, There was really nothing left of the eye or the eye socket. So, uh, they were concerned about the skull fracture. They felt comfortable after, you know, day 11 or 12. They go on to do the surgery. And, you know, and when I woke up from surgery, they told me it, but we, we already kind of had that idea that we were going to lose the eye. And at that point, you know, losing an eye is a lot better than uh, <laughs> the outcome of the other end. And um, we were, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we just lost the eye. Yeah. As, as you should be, we all are, that's for sure. So you're you're starting the long recovery process. At what point did racing enter your mind and facing the reality that you might have ran your last race? What what was your what was your battle like with that as you were coming out of this terrible situation, Daryl? Well, my wife would uh, much rather me be done because she doesn't want to see nothing else happen again. But sure, she knows that my love is for this. So uh, we we talk, talked about it many, many times prior to. Um, we talked to the racing organizations, uh, Mike Emma from C- uh, CRSA, and we talked to uh, Paul Cole from Land of Legends, and uh, they wanted, you know, something from my doctors. And uh, we went to the doctors probably a month after surgery, after we recovered, just to find out where we were going to stand. 
because I didn't want to go and start the rebuild process on all the cars, you know, and then find out that I'm not eligible to get in a car and go race at these local racetracks. And uh, so we crossed all that and we dotted all the T's and we, we did everything we needed to do to get permissions. Um, and then the big thing was they needed to see how I was going to do in the car on the racetrack. And uh, I think those answers were given this past couple of weeks with the practice sessions, because the first week we were there, we were, we set fast time for a couple of the sessions. And then this past Thursday night, we had another practice session and we were super fast there and I'm pretty comfortable in traffic and I'm just real comfortable in the car. So as far as that goes, I think I'm a hundred percent ready to rock in the race car. Um, now the next thing is going to be to see how I'm at with a crowd of people. So I think I'll be fine. Daryl, when you got the, all the invert indications that you could do this, your, your doctor okayed it, everyone was all right with it. Before you even got in the car, what was that like? What was the emotions of knowing, all right, these people know I'll be all right if I get in the car and, and giving you that hope you can race again? Well, I think it was my daughter and my wife and everybody standing there. When I went out for practice, they were kind of waiting to see what it, see what I did. And uh, the first time they wound us up, the foot went to the floor, and we never lifted for like 10 laps. And uh, <laughs> I felt super comfortable. And I came in, and uh, I lifted the helmet up, and I was smiling from ear to ear. They go, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. Now, the irony of this is, and I watched a video that uh, one of the guys up there did, a great, great video. The the interesting thing, and, and we look at this, the right eye in sprint car racing and the way the wing lies in, in your sprint car, um, you have certainly, you're certainly compromised a little bit in your vision. There's no denying that peripheral vision to the right side. But with the way the sprint car is designed, there's a lot of limitations to right side periphery anyhow, correct? Yes. And uh, you're probably referring to the Doug Elkins Doug video. Elkins, yes. It was a great video. Great video. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to see, and we kind of pointed out in the video, um, you know, when you're sitting in the car, you, you turn to the right and I can see the inside of my seat. So, and my eye can't see around the seat. So in the car, I don't have any side vision that I cannot see that I could see before because that seat would have actually blocked mm -hmm. what I would have seen with the right eye. Um, the only difference is that per, they say that that perception of, like with that eye not being there, you don't know how close you are to a certain object to the right-hand side. So, and that was my worry. So the first set of hot laps, every lap I could do, I went right as close as I could get to the walls. I was comfortable and I was pretty good. I didn't touch the wall, so I was pretty happy there. <laughs> um, but as far as looking out the right side with the wing, and these safety seats that we have, the containment seats with the headrest and all that, I, I don't know if I could see any more with or without my eye because you never, you never compare that because you never want to think of something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a fair point. It really so, is. Yeah. Daryl, you mentioned a lot about your, your wife and your daughter and a family operation um, and also just the racing community in general. How important were they a factor in getting through this, this the six months of, of what you've had to go through? My wife was there every minute um, with my daughter as well. 
it was just plain misery. It was horrible. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Um, but my wife was there every minute of the day. The guys at the shop kept my business going, which kept us, you know, doing very well with that. You know, I can't thank them enough. Um, you know, and then the support from the people and the, everybody calling and, you know, the prayers. And it was just, it was awesome. But you can't, you know, you take family out of that. My, you know, my wife and her mom and her dad and my kids and stuff, boy, they were there every minute of the day. Yeah, awesome. that's what it's all about. Boy, that's 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 stuff we all we all learn. Now, Daryl, um, you you were on Wing Nation a couple of years ago because you broke your hand or something, and you yeah. you am I correct? You had them mold the cast so you could my home track, Penn Can Speedway. So you broke your hand and you had the cast molded to the steering wheel. Is that accurate? Yes. Uh, <laughs> we. We broke the hand. We broke the hand, and then it was like we went to. Uh, he goes, "You're not going to be able." I go, "You've got to mold this." We actually took the steering wheel to the, you know, for the, the doctor, and they molded it so I could get my fingers around the steering wheel, and uh, that was pretty awesome that weekend because we went to Penn Can and we won. Yeah. That's awesome. I love and, it. Uh, my whole that's my so whole that trip. was uh, yeah. that was pretty cool. I uh, Penn Can's a. Uh, you know, it's a little ways away for here, but, you know, Mike Emhoff from CRSA gives us a place to race there a couple times a year, you know, along with his organization. And that was one of the races that uh, I'll, I'll never forget because uh, I persevered with a broken hand, which a lot of people say, why are you even getting in the car? We had to trim the fire suit a little bit to get in, but everything was great. We, we won, and that was an awesome night. Your your story. I'm not surprised you didn't win, and I'm not surprised you were racing and uh, and really cool. Um, wanted wanted to cover one other area with you. You are part of a really unique situation in that you are a father and daughter racing team. Alicia Bay, your daughter races. What's that like as a dad to get to race with your daughter? That's pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, that's my focus is making sure her car was the best. You know. I gave her the better tires. I gave her the better, you know, I tried to give her, you know, the better motor. Um, and she did very well. She did awesome with it. And then, uh, but I don't know if you heard, but this year she quit racing. Yeah. She doesn't want to do it anymore. So, you know, that took the wind out of my sails for me being in the car, but I've got great people, Brian, you know, my wife and, you know, Alicia and Lance and, you know, Jeff, those guys, are still helping me go along, you know, move along. And this is something that I love to do, but it, it was a lot more fun racing it with my daughter um, week in and week out. But this year she says she's going to take the year off or not race again, which mm -hmm. I don't know what, what's going to happen. I mean, that's her decision. She wants to spend more time with her boy racing and uh, <laughs> spend more time with her son, which, you know, that's, that's very important as well. Um, she's got 20 years of, great racing experience she's got tons of wins you know she's got a lot of things that she can do you know what i mean so this year it'll be a little different without my uh my partner on the track um but she'll be there with me every minute of the day yeah and you 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 stated the key there is her son racing the last i knew he was running mic rods and everything so She's still involved with racing, just in a in a mom role and a daughter role, not a driver role. How's 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 how are the kids racing going? They haven't started yet. They were we were supposed to go to practice tonight, 
their first race was supposed to be on Sunday, but that got canceled due to Mother Nature. She yeah. she plays pretty evil lately up here, <laughs> and uh, we, we've lost two at the Land of Legends Raceway to Mother Nature, and we lost one to the Mike Rod Track. Mother Nature, she I don't think she likes racing, but the weather's going to change, and we're going to be able to get back at it here soon. I hope. Yeah, no doubt about it. I love it. That next generation coming through the pipeline, running the mic rods up in upstate New York, which is such a neat, neat type of racing up there. It really, truly is. Well, Daryl, I am so glad we got a chance to catch up with you. I'm glad to hear you're doing well. I was just so excited to see you back in the race car again because I know that's where you want to be and where you love to be. So congratulations on the recovery, and can't wait to see your smiling face in victory lane soon. But we wish you the best on that. Thank you so much. There we go. And thank you. There you go. Daryl Ruggles joining us here on Wing Nation. There's a story for you. That is. Well, did I, I ended the last one by saying, man, that Brady Bacon, he's just a racer. Well, I'll tell you what, Daryl yeah. Rail, that, that's a racer. That's a racer right there. So love that story. Um, knew the story, followed along with uh, Daryl as a Facebook friend. So followed along with the story. And then as we got closer and closer, uh, had some folks reach out and I'm like, let's get closer to the season. Let's get these yeah. test sessions out of the way. And I saw the video that Doug Elkins did after the first did, test yeah. session, and I'm like, oh, my God. Daryl's going to be back winning races. The only reason Daryl probably hasn't won a race yet is Mother Nature. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, which is great. Great, great stuff. We appreciate Daryl Ruggles joining us here on the Sage Fruit Outline. Stay with us. More Wing Nation in just a moment. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Johnny Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing only magazine in the world. Featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and 100% racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport. And great one-on-one -on -one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire Magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers. Or get your subscription today at DirtEmpireMagazine.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation. Wow, what a show. Brady Bacon and Daryl Ruggles. Yeah. Man, oh man, we got some good folks in our sport. We really do. Speaking of good folks, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, the birthday calendar today, Sam Taylor, Dwayne Pappy Carter Sr. later this week, Mark Kinzer later this week, Rip Williams, Lloyd Beckham, and Dave Steele all have birthdays or would have had birthdays in mm -hmm. some instances coming up later this week. Now, uh, we talk a lot about those birthdays, but I do want to also mention um, what they have going on. The track tribute, and I cannot wait to see this. Oh, I saw a little preview Williams of it, yeah. Williams Grove Speedway is the track tribute going on. Williams Grove Speedway, how about that? Yeah. Man, that is, now that's a tribute to a track right there. <laughs> and so they did Ascot. Uh, they've done some driver yep. things over the course of time, but I love. So when you get out there, World of Outlaws are out there in June. Uh, of course, the USAC Sprint Cars are out there in early June. The Knoxville Nationals are coming up. Or if you just find yourself in Iowa looking for something to do on a Tuesday, after Lutch Wing Nation, of course, um, you, you stop there and look at their tribute to Williams Grove Speedway. You can find out more at SprintCarHOF.com. That's www.SprintCarHOF.com. All right, Aaron, we don't have to wait long. Nope. Tomorrow night, Wednesday night, 
High Limit Sprint Car Series, Kokomo, Indiana. Down at the Kokomo. Yes, I think that's a different Kokomo than the song yeah. is. We'll take it, though. Yeah. Um, fascinating to see what this one looks like. I, I will. Uh, my assumption is that they will have a boatload of people there. Yes. Because Kokomo opens the, the gates. Thick of it. Yes, yep. it is in the thick of it. And can't wait to see what and happens. It produces with this. some great racing. Yeah. It, it I think we're in for a real yeah. treat. I think we're in for a real treat tomorrow night. Okay. And then once we get racing tomorrow night, then just batten down the hatches. Okay. Thursday night, the All Star Circuit of Champions are over in Chillicothe, Ohio at Atomic Speedway. They're running a, a double header with the Lucas Oil Late Models. That's cool. Man, that is really cool. 10,000 to win for the sprint cars. It's going to have a whole field of cars there, okay? Speaking of a whole field of cars, World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, Friday and Saturday, Let's Race 2. USAC Sprint Cars and the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, plus a bevy, and I mean a bevy of other cars, because there's this little thing coming up in July called the little thing. Eldora Million. Yeah. And they're coming from far and wide, okay? <laughs> uh, I was reading Jeremy Elliott does a... Top 50 or 50 yeah. stories. There's a number 69K. Making the trip. Making the trip this weekend. So wheat. Yeah. So Lance DeWeese, Lance actually going to run, they're going to run Atomic on Thursday night. Wow. And then head up to Eldora and get that baby dialed getting in. Getting off the porch. Getting off the porch, getting that baby dialed in. Um, for And Lance has won the King, or uh, Donnie Kreitz. Yeah. Won the King's Royal. That's one of the best stories ever. Because Earl paid out in cash. <laughs> And Donnie Kreitz goes up to get his check, and it's this pile of cash. And Donnie's like, what in the world do we do? <laughs> and Donnie, one of the guys on the crew, was a former amateur or former pro wrestler. And so Donnie went down, they emptied out the suitcases, he grabbed his wrestler front and went up, and they got their earnings. And uh, I love it that, that Donnie Kreitz and um, Lance, are, they're going up there to win the million in a couple of weeks, or a couple months, but they're going there this weekend. Yep. To fine tune it, and that's what there's a lot. Brownie, my understanding, according to Jeremy Elliott, again, Brownie's going to be over there taking off from mm -hmm. opening night at Knoxville because that million dollars is well, that's a freaking million dollars. dollars. Yeah, it's a million dollars. Yeah. Um, so uh, Eldora is going to be bonkers this weekend. I mean, it's just it Eldora is bonkers all the time. But when you throw in the All Stars, they get another crack at it too to warm up. Uh, they have a yeah. Speed Week show there coming up at Eldora, but this is for like the Outlaws. And a lot of people, this is the only tune-up for that million-dollar mm. race. And so, man, I'm It'll telling busy. you, Eldora is going to be awesome this weekend. Gosh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Dirt Vision will have all of that if you're not there. Um, uh, this, uh, this is one of those weekends where USAC is probably on flow and Dirt Vision and we're uh, flipping channels. It's oh, so gosh. I, that, well, and it's not like easy to flip channels no, when that's, you're streaming. I mean, I mean it's not I that love, hard. I but. love what we do with streaming. I yeah. really do. This is one of there's 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 probably four or five nights a year that are just like, oh my gosh, can't we just figure out some kind of yeah. a way to make this work? Um, but they won't. And you so we'll- You get the multiple devices. Yes, multiple devices, exactly. I can barely run one device, my <laughs> God. Well, you're getting the pedaling now. Uh, well, so, I got the yeah. pedaling now, that's so right. So you should exactly. be able to get the devices soon. Yeah, absolutely, okay. So we started off the show talking about April showers and May sprint car races. Knoxville. Let's hope. Let's Please. hope. Skagit, let's hope. Butler Battleground scheduled to open this weekend, and Tri-City Speedway in Franklin, Pennsylvania, they open on Sunday night. So um, I am hoping that when we come in here next Tuesday, we are talking we about all results. kinds of races, all yep. kinds of results, all kinds of great stories. This is just, 
this is just getting old. Um, the problem is, is every race we have is spectacular. Yeah. It's like, can you imagine if we had a full schedule of races? I don't know. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with it. Uh, this weekend coming up on Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit, um, Sunshine. We're going to have Sunshine. That's what we're going to have. <laughs> You're bringing the Mayflower. We're bringing the Mayflower. Well, yeah. That's right. The, the sprint car the rain, races. Now you got the Sunshine. Sunshine, yes. Uh, Tyler Courtney joins Ashley and I. That's Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. on Rev and uh, Friday afternoon on MAV TV at 12.30. So, man, I'll tell you what. What a what a fun time. really is. Um, gosh, it's just can uh, just... Let's just have some races. Let's just, all we ask for, just give us, just give us Wednesday through Sunday this week. That's all we want. We'll, nice. we'll argue about next week, next week. I mean, even here, we've had rain every single weekend. Oh, it's weekend. been stupid here. The weekend, weeks you, have been beautiful and the weekends are rain. I'm telling you, I know this is not related to sprint cars, but NHRA yeah. was here for the four wide nationals. Okay. You look at the weather forecast on Thursday and Friday morning. Yeah. They're washed out with all the prelims Friday. They're going to be able to get about two rounds of qualifying in on Saturday, and they're washed out all day Sunday. They ran late Friday night, got all of the prelims in, late Saturday went off the schedule. They found a window of time on Sunday afternoon, yep. and literally when that last dragster or funny car, whichever division was last, went down the course, they were flashing the signs Thunder, lightning within 10 miles, get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they... The wind was like 30 they, miles Yeah, the an wind hour. was like 30 miles an hour. They snuck that thing right in there. Yeah. They snuck that they race did. right in there. They were about the only... I mean, uh, we got some racing on Saturday night. I went to a local track up in uh, Hudson, up in Tri-County, Granite Falls. It was good. Good stuff. But, um, man, I'll tell you what. We need some good weather. Yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed. We did have good guests. There's no doubt about that. We really appreciate Brady Bacon and Daryl Ruggles for joining us and sharing their stories. Really, really fun stuff here today on the program. But more important than all of that, and we say it every week and we sincerely mean it, thank you for joining us here this week on Sage Fruit on Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit.